0: Okay, yesterday we talked about Sadiq number 94. Today is Sadiq Hay. We will have in mind for Shalema to all meet it and uh, get right to today's daf. I mean, after the Chazar of yesterday. So we started off yesterday talking about the... Um, the 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 case of uh, the question which is uh, maybe the what he wanted to know is uh, um, is uh, do we believe the eight echad the single witness that the woman is free to from needing gilbo that's the question do we rely on that or not that was the shaila and the reason why it's a suffolk is because maybe it's based on the Eid echad's believability is based on the idea that it's milsa david el these are things that will be found out after all when you claim somebody's dead and they're not really dead it tends to it tends to come back to bite you <laughs> so uh and that's and that's the basis for why um he believed or is it based on a taiko mitzvah the fact that she's checking into it she's de- verifying she's determining things and that um, you know sometimes she's uh, she has a, 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 a she's a no she knows her brother-in-law and she knows she's going to fall to him and maybe uh you know she dislikes him so she's not really going to check into it properly so that was the discussion so Rav Shesha said yesterday that um that uh we have a case from our Mishnah, and the Mishnah says that uh somebody says that she, she, woman's informed that her husband's dead, and uh, and 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 died before her son, so there's no mitzvah sievo. and she went ahead and got married, and then they said, oh, it's the other way around, so she has to get divorced, the child's a mamzer, etc. etc. Um, again, it's going like Kibu, who says that the child's a mamzer even from Khabilavan. and. Um, and uh, why why is that the uh, scenario um, so don't tell me that it's because it's two against two because if it's two against two why are we believing the second set of witnesses over the first set of witnesses they're both claiming one claims this is the order the other claims the other one's the order there's no reason to believe one set over the other um, so and and we wouldn't call such a case uh, mamza we'd call it a suffix moms and don't tell me we're not being specific we always are like in the latter case we said that the racism moms are the the Rishon the, Zamam the not the second, not the Akron. So um, the so clearly we're talking about where the original information was provided by a single witness and then came along two and reversed it. And that's why we believe the two because they're reversing what one said. Um, and if not for that, we would believe one witness even though the one witness was, witness was informing us that she is free from needing Yebo. So there you go. So uh, the Gemara says that... Um, not necessarily true. Could be that the Mishnah is talking about where we were, the original information was provided by two witnesses. How did we know to believe the second set of witnesses over the first? Because it was a case of Hazama. Mm. It found the, the first witness that says, we saw this event of the death of the Ava in this and this place, at this and this time, and uh, this and this date, and came along the other uh, set of witnesses and says, well, that time, date, you are in a different place with us. So that is, um, that we believe the second set over the first set, and that's the, uh, that's the idea. Maybe that's the circumstance over here. So, he said, okay, let's try and bring a proof whether a woman is believed. After all, oh, so a woman is not believed to say that my husband, my Yavim's dead, that I should go, now, now I'm free to marry. She's also not believed to say that my sister's dead, that I can marry her husband. Um, it sounds like only she is not believed, but an Eid Echad would be believed. So it sounds like that's a Raya, that an Eid Echad is believed. It's Obviously she might have a vested interest, so we don't trust her for that information. But a regular Eid Echad that doesn't have that vested interest, we would believe. So G'mur says, that doesn't fit. Why? Because in the sefa. He said, a man's not believed to say that my brother's dead, I could do yibum. And he's not believed to say that, um, that uh, my wife is dead, and now I'm allowed to marry my wife's sister. Uh, he cannot provide that information, but a regular aide would be able to. I understand by the Isha, we're making a special allowance to Allah for an Eidachot, so she should not be chained. But there is no such thing as not being chained by the husband. He's not chained; he can marry uh, whoever he wants. So, uh, why would an Eichot be? Why would we make a special rule that he we should trust the echod on behalf of the husband? So, obviously, that's not the case. So, what the chiddush here is is according to Rabbi Kibu says that Yesh uh, mamzim rechevel And the reason why we we, we might believe her over and above even a single witness is because she wouldn't want to mess up her children and the children would be mamzerim. And that's the basis for the believability. And there was kamash that we don't say that. Okay. That's the... That was, again, not a raya. We tried. Rava says, "I, yeah, it's right." It says that an Echad is trusted by Yevamah, and it's based on kavachomer. If we allow if an Echad to permit uh, iser kares of eishas then why wouldn't allow for a laugh of just the l'shul, okay, Which is only a neg a single, regular negative prohibition. So one of the rabbis said to Rava, oh, "Well, that's not a good comparison because look at the woman herself. Even though you have a kavachomer." But it's almost like a piercha to the kavachomer, because for if she provides information saying her husband's dead, we do believe her, and therefore she's free to marry. If we if she provides information that there's a that she's that there's no mitzvah, yibum, we don't trust her. So look, even though we believe her for the cards, we don't believe her for the that. So that's exactly not like you're saying, okay. Um, so what's the reason why we don't believe her? Because maybe she has a, 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 a hatred to the yavam and therefore she's not really looking into it. So that's the same is true by the Erechot. Maybe she has a hatred, and therefore she doesn't check into it. So again, we don't really have anything perfectly compelling that, al- that allows us to trust in Erechot to permit her from needing evil. Okay. Next we saw is Jerashah Rebbelezer HaMasya, who says that uh, the apostle when it says Yishu Gushum is saying that even... Um, and that the only time that a woman becomes prohibited to her, her to marry a Kohen is when she's divorced from her husband. But if she's divorced from somebody other than her husband, like here, where she thought she was married to the San guy, and, and he gave again, even though she was really, never really married the son guy because her, her husband was still alive. So um, that's the drasha that uh, she's actually permitted to the Kohen. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Said in the name of Rav that really Rablozer should have said a better drasha. That the Ishakrisha Misha is coming to talk about a case of Reach HaGet, where the man gave a get to his wife saying, This is your get, but you're not free to marry any man. Now he's one of those jealous husbands. He doesn't want her to get married, whatever. I'm divorcing you, but you still can't marry anybody else. Now, really, that's obviously not a good get, but even though it's not a good get, it's a good enough of a get that she is now. Um, now, longer allowed to marry a Kohen because that fits the criteria of the apostle called the Isha, Gerushim, Isha. Even if the only divorce is from husband to wife, meaning they're forbidden to each other, they're separating, that's a, a valid enough get. It's called a reah Haget, and apostles her for marrying a Kohen. Even should the husband now die, she cannot marry a Kohen. Okay, where normally a widow would be allowed to. Okay, somebody whose wife went uh, overseas, and they said, and they informed her that your wife um, uh, died, and he married the sister on the basis of that. And then they come back saying your wife, uh, his wife comes back, so he just goes right back to his original wife, and um, everything's fine with that. Um, and not only that, but uh, the entire marriage to the second, to the sister is a non-marriage, and uh, he's allowed to her relatives. Um, she is allowed to his relatives um, and uh, if uh, the first wife dies he's allowed back to the the sister again Um, what if the information came that uh, his wife is dead so he married the sister and then they tell her she was alive actually at that time and then now she's dead So um, so the first child will be a mamzer but the second child will not be a mamzer and then we saw and this is the cryptic part of the Mishnah we'll get to Mir today, Rabbi Yossi says, if there's a psal al-yaday then it's pasol al atzma. If it's not pasol al achirim, then it's not pasol al atzma. We'll define what he's referring to over here. We'll get to that hopefully soon. Okay. So the next thing in the Gemara was, why is this, um, this, this scenario where, where we're saying that he's allowed back to his original wife? This is even in a scenario where his, his the sister is not going to be allowed back to her husband, because it could be a scenario where um, both uh, this man's wife and his and his brother-in-law, who is married to his wife's sister, goes overseas, and they're informed that they're dead. And both he said, "What? Both, both of them are dead. So then he married. Uh, he went ahead and married married the the sister." And then neither of them were dead. So now his wife comes back and his, um, and his brother-in-law comes back. So, of course, in that scenario, the sister is now going to be prohibited uh, to her husband. Um, and he's going to have to give a get. Uh, you know, teitzi mizeh mizeh, right? And he's going to go back still to his original wife. And that's what it sounds like that we're taking it even to that, that far. Um, and we don't say that since the since the, the, the wife of the brother-in-law is prohibited to the brother-in-law, maybe therefore his wife should be prohibited to him as well. We don't say that. So in the case, we're saying it seems like our mission is not like Rabbi Kiva, because if according to Rabbi Kiva, this uh, scenario should be exactly what we call an achos grushaso. After all, his own wife is now the sister of his divorcee, because he went ahead and divorced his um. He went ahead and gave a get to the wife's sister, because uh, that's what the Brisa says. That any erva, when you have relations with that erva, or you marry the erva. You don't need a get for having married the erva. Let's say you didn't know that that was a forbidden union. Okay, um, the only case that you would is by an HSH that was married be bested. Okay, that's what this case is. He married to the sister be best. Um, and Rabbi Kiva says not only in that, that case but also in Eshazach and also in Achosisha, that um, uh, the marriage is a, val- a valid marriage so Rabbi Kiva says you need to get so then again should be Achos Grushasso his own wife should be Achos Grushasso and it should not be accepted so it more explains that uh, Rab Kiva said in the, name of Rebbe Yosef, in the name of Rav, that uh, the case of Eshazach is a special case that what Rabbi Kiva was adding on Eshazach and Achos Isha, was specifically where the the original marriage was uh, that the brother married uh, his wife was a case of he only did a kiddushin. Then the brother went overseas and he heard that his brother died so he went ahead and did nisuin of a yippum. And then uh, we, the, the reason why he's going to have to give a get is because people will argue that the, maybe the original marriage that the brother had to this woman even though he came back was only kadushin, and it was kadushin on condition, and the conditions were met, and basically that nullified the entire condition. And therefore the marriage to the second brother is a legitimate marriage. Okay, because there was a conditional condition, And therefore the marriage that's why we have to recognize the second marriage as a marriage. That's why we require him to give her a get. Um, and the same is true by the chosisha, where the original he was only mekudesh. She was only his first. His wife was mekudesh then. she went overseas, and he heard that she's dead. He never. He only betrothed her. Then he never did any soon, and then he heard that she died. So he went ahead and married an isulin to the sister. That's where we say that he's going to have to give a get to the sister because people will will think that uh, the first marriage was only a condition on condition, the conditions were met and therefore that's why he's allowed. even though the sister, the first wife is still alive um, he's truly married to the sister because that was a conditional marriage and conditions were met therefore he's going to have to give a get only then then and only then he's going to have to give a get to the, to the sister um, um, but uh, if, if the original marriage in both cases of Eshazach and Achosisha was was a marriage of a nisuin, so nobody would say there's a, a tenai nisuin. As we know, that's a basic principle. Of ein person is, uh, values his uh, relations. That it should be in a setting of marriage, not in a, not in a, non, uh, you know, not in an act of promiscuity. Okay, so he basically nullify all conditions. That's the idea. So, um, that's the story. Um, um, so, the next thing is, um, uh, Rav, actually said to Rav Kana, yeah, so like this, he said, if, you, if you're going to suggest that we're going to Kiva, then there should be another case added out to this. Because, uh, you should put a mother-in-law, because uh, according to Rebbe Kiva, the halacha is that a mother-in-law, after the death of his wife, is no longer Basrefa. If he sleeps with his mother-in-law after his wife dies, it's, the besreifah is gone. And it's based on the b'raith. The b'raith says, the pasuk says, it's a very enigmatic text. It says, and a fire they are burned, him and them. Okay, it's pasuk and kedoshim. So what is the eshen? eshen mean means them? How How is both wives dying? His wife and his mother-in-law? His iser his is not to both of them. It's only to the second one, right? To the mother-in-law. So uh, that's why Rabbi Shemuel says the eshen doesn't mean both of them, but rather the achas man. As he says, the uh, the Greek word for one is heina. Okay, I, I don't speak Greek. You speak Latin, right? How do you say one in Latin? Uh, you know, like, uno, uno, oh No, they don't have a language like Greek to me. I don't know. It's like Greek to you. Like mm. Yeah. Uh, Greek and Latin is close, I think. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, they're not very at very all? Very different, yeah. Okay. Different rules. Different, uh, different, different, uh, different yeah. comes. Yeah. Short, yeah. So Greek, what was so what was the language? Okay, so, all right. I don't know. I don't know how to say it in that anyway okay so um, so he says heina that's it's, it's the way it says e, no as es, heina es which means right. heina means one of them okay, right. okay. Uh, that's how Rabbi Shmuel understands again it's a, taking the text out of the simple meaning uh, Rabbi Kiva says no 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 it's referring to two now according to Baye what is what, what the whole machlok between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel is not in practical halacha they're both agreeing to every thing uh, nobody's saying that a man's uh, asser to his wife. What it's saying is is that uh, a question of uh, how we understand the text is the text including not only the answer to the mother-in-law, but the mother of the mother-in-law, which is how Rebbe Kiva's understanding What it, the both of them. The both of them is the mother-in-law, plus the mother of the mother-in-law is included in this iser. And According to Rabbi Shmuel, it's learned from a different way. Uh, not from the Pasuk, not from the text over here, but a different way. But, that's a way. but according to Rava the, the, the nafkamina, where the reason why it says v'asen is because the whole isser, sreifah, the din Srefa to the mother-in-law, is only during the lifetime of, 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 the, of the wife. Once the wife passes, so then the, the din sreifah is gone from the mother-in-law. Okay, so that would be, then, then why we list mother-in-law in the case. So the Lord says, you're, because when we said that there's no din sreifah on the mother-in-law, that she doesn't get the death penalty, he doesn't get the death penalty for living with his mother-in-law after his wife dies, of Srefa. But the Isser is still intact. And that's, uh, so that's the bottom line. And that is, I believe, where we left off yesterday, almost at the end of the page.